Hello everyone. Happy New Year. I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't sure if I was going to do a little solo episode, but um, as many great ideas do, this came to me in the shower. Um, I've been thinking about, you know, I have been thinking about talking to you, talking to this audience, you know, sharing a little of my own perspective, my own journey, and um, also just taking that time to look back at the year in review, this podcast year in review, and look at, you know, what's coming forward, what I'm excited about, what I'm thinking about for you, for sharing with you, and um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's important this time of year to spend some time in reflection. We went straight through with the podcast, even releasing an episode on Christmas, so um haven't paused much yet and definitely wanted to, especially before releasing the next episode, because that's going to be a big one. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, but before I get to what's coming, I thought, you know, let's just talk about what's what's been. So I wanted to thank you, so many of you who have sent me private messages over the last year, especially the last half of year, a lot of private messages or comments on certain episodes that have resonated with you. I think that's just awesome. It really helps me to know that you're listening and to hear what you're thinking and how things have touched you. I mean, that that really impacts me and it helps me to stay motivated to keep releasing episodes. You know, I'm thinking about what might be interesting for you and sometimes it's just you're sending this out into space. <laughs> you know, you just don't know. So every time I hear that someone's listened, and it's impacted them, it means a lot. Certainly got a lot of responses to my own story. Um, also some great responses to um, the Are the Kids All Right episode with my supervisor, Joy Holden. Um, some nice responses to the trauma bonding and yoga teacher trainings episode, which is um, kind of going back to, I really wanted to go a little bit back to yoga again where this all started um but this is relevant for and what a listener pointed out to me is like oh my goodness I recognize this from acting trainings I do too this was uh, very similar in my acting training this idea that they had to break you down um in order to like build you up again and it's kind of cultish language right um look out for that if someone's telling you that um so that's a great episode, and uh, that's the last one we released. Um, also, uh, taking a look at some of our numbers, I uh, uh, came to see that uh, one of our most listening listened to episodes was our episode Understanding Family Constellations with um, Katrin Vittish, same last name as mine, crazy, but uh, no relation. We looked into it, um, but she is, wow, a real healer and um, is uh, featured on Gwyneth Paltrow's Sex Love Goop Netflix series. So I felt quite honored to get her on the show. Um, some other episodes that I wanted to point out to you, and really another reason I wanted to kind of put on this review um, of the year and give you a sense also of what you can, uh, a review and a preview, a preview of what's coming up, um, is also to give you a chance to go back and listen if you might have missed some episodes. You know, 
sometimes something's not titled in a way you think you might relate to, and there's usually a goodie in there that's for everyone. So um, there are a couple that I really wanted to point out if you haven't listened to. Coining Ambiguous Loss. Um, This is probably my greatest honor of the year, Dr. Pauline Voss. Um, I think she's 89. We talk about it in the episode, and she's been for decades studying ambiguous loss. Uh, I can't believe she said yes and came on the episode. I think that will be a highlight for a long time of my life. A long time of my life. Very, very, very special. Um, Also, the post-traumatic growth episode um, with Dr. Edith Shiro and Linda Sparrow. Um, Post-traumatic growth, I think, is a very, very interesting topic. A very interesting topic that um, it's going to be in conversation for a long time and continues to be in conversation. So I think that's a great one. What are the elements we need to have that growth? And the other one I guess I'll point out, um, otherwise I could be saying every episode, <laughs> um, is identifying secondary trauma um, with Dr. Trudy Gilbert Elliott. Also uh, one where I was like, wow, I can't believe I got... This woman on the show, um, really very detailed, very important episode. So hope you'll go back, listen, re-listen. I know that I always gain something the third or fourth time I'm listening to these episodes. Um, And thank you for all your um, reviews and your comments. I love hearing from my listeners. Um, Coming up, coming up. First of all, our first episode for 2024 might be one of my biggest episodes ever. Um, It might be one of my most exciting episodes ever. And boy, I don't know what I'm doing starting my year off with such a a big deal guest. It's like, where do I have to go from there? But let's just start strong, right? Um, Dave Emerson. David Emerson, the person who coined the term trauma-sensitive yoga and the central researcher, the person behind all the research that's been done so far um, that's really spearheaded research in yoga as um, a healing modality for trauma. And um, we talk about his latest paper and really is doing this research of pairing um, yoga against some cognitive you know, cognitive therapy and showing how they, you know, how they come out as far as um, do they both work? Does one work better than the other? And in what circumstances? So this is peer-reviewed. This is really high-level research. And this is very exciting, right? Um, we can't just be making these claims. We really need to be proving that, that yoga works if it does and what are the elements of it that do work for healing trauma. So Um, I was very awestruck to be in conversation with Dave. Dave was very um, generous with his calming energy and his time. And uh, we have a great, very in-depth conversation about research, um, which is hopefully a good precursor to some um, research grants that we are applying for with my nonprofit. Can't say too much yet, but we're in the process of developing a research study ourselves, something we wanted to do for years. Um, so it's, it takes a long time, as you'll hear in my conversation with Dave, to um, get research approved and to create a really good, important kind of study. Other things coming up this year, 
Um, we're going to be talking about trauma-sensitive um, herbal remedies. We're going to be talking about adoption, um, attachment theory, narcissistic behavior and trauma, the vagus nerve, vagal theory, narrative therapy, and burnout, just to name a few of the exciting topics that I'm interested in exploring with you and with our guests. And of course, if you have some topics that you think would be good for this podcast, please reach out and let me know. Um, I try to put things on that I think are interesting, are um, not so spoken about, and um, I do a lot of research on my guests before I bring them on, so I have to be interested in it too. So, um, But I'm always looking for ideas and thoughts and people that, that you would like to hear about. Um, and aside from that, I thought I'd share some personal updates. Um, what a year. This year has been for me, you know, and some of you that have been following some of the stuff I shared, um, you know, probably know some of this, but it's been um, a pretty split year. The first half of the year was a real high. I started the year off um, lighting a very special purple for knowledge magic candle and um, conjuring up a lot of um, energy and um, yeah, a lot of energy and manifestation energy for, for the release of the book, The Essential Guide to Trauma-Sensitive Yoga, which I hope you've picked up. Um, if you're a listener, I hope you have a copy of the book. There's so much good stuff in there for all different kinds of folks. Even if you don't feel like, uh, you don't do yoga, you know, just exercises, breath work, ideas for, um, trauma and how it affects community. And if you have picked up the book, thank you so much. My first book with Shambhala Publications means a lot to me to get this book out into the world. It really is an essential guide that you can carry with you to your classes, flip back through, write in the margins, and have for years, um, really making notes in. It's just such a beautiful book. Um, Thank you if you are one of those first people to purchase it. Please, of course, continue to review it and share it with friends, especially all yoga teachers and studios should have this on hand. So the first year was very exciting, releasing the book, May 2nd, big parties events here in upstate New York, and then um, some really beautiful book parties in Manhattan and in Queens on my birthday. Just a great start to the year. Um, A lot of um, book engagements and tours and whatnot. Second half of the year, not as great. Personally, a lot of challenges, a lot of changes, um, and very, very busy. So though, you know, I always take time to move my body, and I have felt like I was doing the things to process, um, I have to say I've been pretty busy and riding the protective high of busyness, um, so not necessarily processing or feeling all the feelings that happen when life is challenging. So I have to get big um, props and thanks to my husband for going away with our daughter and giving me the last two weeks to myself. Um, I know this is not possible for everyone, um, and we don't all have those supports, but I do really want to say for moms especially that are holding themselves back because they think their partner can't handle it or their child can't handle it, it's really important to get away. 
It's really important to, I mean, I didn't go away, I stayed home, but to be alone and probably, you know, not, I, I mean, it's great to take a yoga class, but I'm talking about having at least a few days because it, it does take the first day or two or three for like the body to come down enough to feel the feelings and process things. So you probably find, you might find as I did, you know, the first couple days, well, the first week I was here, you know, for those of you who are like, oh my gosh, two weeks, well, they went very fast. The first week I was working in school, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about that, and also um, doing a lot of organizational work on our house, which has been in construction for a half a year, so we haven't been living in our house, which has also been something that's been very challenging. Um, so I've been organizing our stuff for us to move back into our house and working on big projects coming to you this year. Really big project. Um, please email me if you want to be one of the first to have this, which is the on-demand training of trauma-sensitive yoga. So I completed all the videos that I wanted to do for that project that's been two years in the making. It goes with the book. It goes with this podcast. Um, it's an on-demand course. You can do at your own pace and it will hopefully be out in spring. So um, I was busy. Suffice to say I was busy. Um, and it was only, you know, after school let out and I was in going into my job and then like another day or two where my body relaxed enough to feel things I needed to feel to start to process. And I supported that um, desire of my body by um, doing a lot of hot and cold, um, you know, steaming and sauna and cold depths, a lot of, um, of that temperature work. I did a lot of long hiking in nature. Some of you saw I did a 10 hour hike with a group um, six peaks over 12 miles, very, very strenuous hike. Um, I also did restorative yoga, some meditation, some journaling, um, listen to old songs. A lot of times I'll listen to podcasts or to nonfiction books, um, instead of music, because, you know, that idea that we always have to be learning and doing, and I'm, all, I'm often listening to books of the guests who are coming on this podcast so that I can prepare, but I really pushed myself to listen to music, to listen to music that brings out feeling in me, and um, to kind of, quote-unquote, waste time a little bit. Um, I also did a Reiki session. I was really called to have Reiki, which was phenomenal, uh, was a big, big help for me for processing and clearing. Um, so for those of you who are into that, um, I have found, wow, I've really found Reiki to really work for me, regardless of believing it or believing in anything, it just seems to work. So that was really great. So I just think that it, it takes, um, it takes time. It takes time um, and it didn't come right away and it's all still coming, but, um, you know, some other things I did are to, um, you know, try to get a little bit off social media, um, unfollow some folks <laughs> and, um, you know, really consider how that space is fueling a lot of my anxiety, um, and to read a physical book. Um, I read a lot, again, mostly books from people I'm going to interview on this platform, um, 
I read some fiction, which has been really exciting. And just not always reading on the Kindle, but having a book in my hands and the pages has felt really grounding for me. Also taking myself out to dinner, you know, things like that. So I, um, I encourage you to do with that what you will, but um, it's something that's been really resonating for me and I wanted to share with you. Um, and I know some of you are curious about, you know, what I've been doing, what my role is at this school. Um, I'm an aide at uh, a local school for four different students. Um, I can't say too much because, you know, confidentiality, but um, I do a lot of advocating for my students. Um, It's very interesting. You know, my supervisor has shared that she brought me on specifically because of my trauma training. Although, you know, part of my job is um, reminding my students to pay attention, right? (laughs) Redirecting them toward their work. And so there's this like, um, you know, educational aspect. um, And sometimes those dual roles can work against each other, right? Because if the student sees me as one of those people that's making them do their work or concerned with their grades or performance, that can really get in the way of their um, belief in me as someone that's maybe totally for them and what they want, which might might not be um, educational, intellectual performance. So it's been really interesting to hold those roles together. Um, I really just thank the goddess for my training that I've been able to build trust with these students, that they know that I'm there for them and that in any ways that I might be prompting them to work on their education, um, it's because I want them to grow as thinking and questioning individuals, not necessarily because I want them to like perform in a way that the grading system or their teacher thinks they should, but it's to build their own um, ability to learn, ability to concentrate, ability to question um, their own enthusiasm for knowledge Um, and so it's very interesting and I guess in all of our lives we often work um, all of us in multiple roles that sometimes conflict each other and don't align and um, I think about that a lot Um, you know dual responsibilities in this case multiple responsibilities to the student to their teacher um, and also to myself right Um, and remembering my teachings of you know understanding what I can and cannot do within the time and space and structure that I have and really fostering some um, gentleness and forgiveness with myself and even pacing. Uh, Some weeks I go in and I say to myself, like, Lara, you know, you gotta um, maybe not do so much uh, because it's the long game and we don't have to get every lesson in this week. And, um, you know, really, I've had to be really mindful of my, my burnout Especially when we talk about, you know, wanting something for um, the student that they don't necessarily want. So when there's a misalignment there, you can get in a lot of trouble. So trying to listen more to them, let them lead and support them um, as I would teach you to. <laughs> so doing the things, you know, um, but I know a lot of you are curious about what's going on in there. It's a great learning opportunity for me. Um to growth opportunity for me and understanding the school system and frankly some other systems um, that uh, interact with students, um, therapy and guidance counselors and so forth. So 
doing that and um, finishing up grad school and getting ready to um, to also work in a internship um, in a mental health facility. So really out there more in in the real world. Sometimes having less time for you know some of these things, some of um, the side projects that were my full focus before. But believe it or not, still coaching. Um, you know, I do a lot less advertising of it and let a lot more come to me. And I've had a lot of great coaching clients this year and a, an excellent um, consulting client who I've been working with to get yoga out into some unusual spaces and help her build her business. Um, and also taking on some private clients um, up here in the Catskills, um, doing some private surprisingly prenatal yoga. So um, you never know what will come to you, but it's been great to let it go and let it come to me. I will say though, you know, for those of you listening that I'm doing this stuff. So if you're looking for private yoga, if you're looking for um, some coaching, if you're stuck in your life or in your business um, or in your story, uh, I can definitely help you. And another thing I've been doing is going to yoga studios and other spaces um, to help them become more trauma sensitive, train their teachers, train their staff in trauma sensitivity. Um, so if that's something your school, yoga studio, or business is looking for, um, that that is something that I can offer. So those are great ways that you can work with me. Um, I appreciate your support being a listener. I really appreciate it. If you have the means, a donation to this project is always welcome. Um my, I think I put a link in, in the show notes or um, send the show out to someone you know or write a review or donate to my nonprofit. Um, there's lots of ways to support financially, emotionally, uh, and I always appreciate your support. So um, in fact, get those people subscribing because our next episode is going to be a big one. Okay, thanks.